0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com So so the question is like this. It says, The month of Adar comes in, you should be happier. Always in a state of happiness. person has to always be in a state of happiness. But when Adar comes in, you're supposed to be happier. That's what it says in the Shulchan Aruch. Everybody has their signs. you born them today. Has a fish. Mazel Adar is dug him, his fish. Um, but it doesn't say how. So in, in Av, in the month of Av, when we're supposed to be less happy, not sad, Mishinichnas so Av, Basimcha. It doesn't say in the month of Av you should be sad, even though Beis Amirish, two two Basimirish were destroyed. You know, a lot of, a lot of people died during the, during the month of Av. But the Jews are always supposed to be happy. So other happy, happier, of less happy, but not sad, no depression. The Jew is never supposed to be. De- atzus depression is the work of the Satan. It's very hard to serve Hashem if you're be atzus. So, um, so we. So when it comes to of, and it says you should be less happy, it tells you how to be less happy. Can't eat meat. Can't drink wine. Can't make a wedding. Can't listen to music. Tells you. But well, when, when it comes to Andar, it says you should be happier, but it doesn't say how. Yeah. You know how you're happy? Think. Do you think? Yeah. She gave you share on, it's okay, on a simple. And she said, if you have a course, I've told you, you see, the good, and everything that she does. Then it makes you a lot happier. Right. But that's not a special thing about Andar. It's always, always in life, every month. So, so you have this you have this halach in Shulchan Aruch that when Adar comes in, you should be happy. It doesn't tell you how. Should I drink? No, I don't think so. Um, should I listen to music in Adar? Should I dance? Should, how, how do you tell someone to be happy? I can't tell anyone in this room to be happy. I mean, I could tell you to be happy. You'll say, "How, Rabbi? What should I do?" So you have a to tell all these different things. But, but happy is a state of mind. So how can the Shukharov say, be happier? Like, what do you do? Like, tonight, okay, I'm going to tell everyone, everyone here in the month of Ado, be happier. You're going to go home and be like, uh, how? What's, you know, I'm going back into my regular, going to work and my regular life. So there seems to be, <laughs> you don't need to do anything. You don't need do, to do anything to be happier, except something in your state of mind has to change. In Adar, in Adar there has to be a change in your state of mind. What 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 change? What what change is there? And there's a very important change we're going to talk about tonight. Very important change in the month of Adar, in your mind, your state of mind. So I'm going to explain to you what that is. Okay. Uh, before we do that, I just want to throw something out that came today when I was somebody was talking about this. Um, this new disease that's spreading across the world in a very rapid way and killing people. Sort of like the black plague. It's all, no? Huh? it in a it's not written exactly twenty twenty that it's gonna have a ma like this, but um I wanna I wanna throw something out there and I... Uh, I'm not giving any reasons. I'm not a big enough tzaddik to give a reason why, and, and it didn't hit America yet. I hope Hashem will protect us, but the way it looks, it's not. It's 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 all over. It's all over the world, and um, it's something to teach us for sure that that the human being um, is not as, as super as we think we are with medicines and technology and everything. A little virus. A little teeny virus. We can't control. We can't kill. We can't. We can't. It's a virus. It's, like uh it's, a virus. It's, it's called a virus. It's a virus it's like the flu, <laughs> except it attacks the respiratory tract. So that's why people die because they can't breathe. Whatever it is, it's, it's a like it's a nasty it's a nasty it's virus. What? It's like it, it's like pneumonia, right? What pneumonia? M- pneumonia is bacteria, is bacterial, and this is like the flu. It's, it's more, it's more, it's a virus. Um, someone said to me today, it comes from my But I'm not saying it's coming from my virus. Um, it's not coming from mitzvahs, that's for sure. But, but I just want to throw something out that, a thought that came to me today. And whoever's listening, you want to send me an email, tell me what you think. This is a really bad, you know, a lot of people died. And, and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's just spreading and it's spreading across the world. And it's very catchy and even certain, most masks don't even help wearing a mask and, and whatever it is. It's just, everything that happens in the world, everything that happens in the world, it's from Hashem. It's not, it's not like, oh, this just happened, we're not lucky, it's a virus. What came before this virus? Sort of a, another epidemic. Didn't kill many people, but I feel that Hashem sent that first. We didn't learn from it, and this one's a lot more severe. The measles. The measles spread across the world. We were talking about it a half a year ago, a year ago. People, you did get a vaccination, you didn't get a vaccination, but with it was an epidemic in, 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 in the world, and it was spreading all over the place. It's not a killer most of the time, unless it's a, an unborn baby or an older person, so I, it came first. For some reason, I don't know what we're supposed to learn from it, um, but we didn't learn it. We didn't, and now this showed up. It's, a, it's, a, it's also spreading the same, the same different way. Why I can't tell you. I don't know why. But the human being has to sit. Nothing happens for nothing, and, and try to sit. And everyone's talking about Pesach. I can't go here because. I, that's not why Hashem, Hashem didn't send this here to the world. It's to teach us a lesson. It's to teach us something. Um, and every single person has to, has to realize that we're, as human beings, we're so fragile. We're so fragile. And that with all technology and all scientists and all these guys walking around, you know, they, that they're godly and, 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 like there's no God and all that. And, and, and Hashem throws a little virus down and the whole world is, you know, the stock market drops two and a half thousand points. People are not traveling factories are close. He closed down the- he closed down part of the world, God. Without a war, without bombs, without without closed down part of the world, Closed, finish, have a nice day. It's not normal. So it's Nister. We don't we don't no one no one no 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 God will get up. Well, Gamil got up this week. He said if you don't want to catch the virus, go to Minion. So we said, go to Minion and don't talk about Dabane. He said that's the antivirus. But no one really got up and I, and to, you know what, what's what's Hashem telling us here? I, I feel He's telling us that we're very, that you you think you're godly, you think you can cure everything, and you have technology, all that. I can give you a little teeny little a little thing, and 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 and, and, and with all your medicines, you can't you can't stop it. What? I hadn't heard anything yet yet not yet. But the measles showed up first. And, and, and no one, no one, no one, no one got up and said the measles came to the world. I don't know. Does anyone have a sitter with prickly elbows in it? Anyone have a sitter with prickly elbows in it? Uh, a regular sitter that has old little davening in it. Anybody have a sitter? Anyone bring a sitter? Oh, Ruth has a sitter. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Oops, sorry. Now you're now you're in front of like fifty thousand people because more people showed up. I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but I'm gonna. That's the best stuff when I'm not prepared. There's a Mishnah in Pekiyavos that says why plague comes to the world. There's such a Mishnah. Let's take a look if we can find it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a Mishnah that says. I don't know if any of these... Seven bad things come to the world. On Shiva gufe Avera. Miksasim Asram, Miksasim Enim people don't give maiser. Rav Shal Batsay Rizba, hunger comes. Miksasim Asram, Miksasim Se'evin. Because some give, some don't. Some people starve, some people don't. Rav Shal Muhuma. Shabbat servus as a lezachala. Dever balaylam. Dever. Sickness comes to the world. Amisus amurus batersh leinim su A Peres ha-shviyas. keep shmita. Chere balaylam. War comes to the world. Leine hadin. Doesn't really say exactly. Not clear. Okay. Anyway, we have to do Chuva and and dominant. It shouldn't continue to continue to go across the world. But you see the power. You see, you see how, how powerless we are. Businesses are closing. Markets are falling. Airlines are not flying. Airports are empty in, in, in the Far East and, 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 and businesses are closed and Boom. Boom. Even during war, businesses are open, airports are open. Not now. So we got to th- we, we as Jews have to think about Hashem. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What should we learn from it? We didn't learn anything from the measles. Just fights about should you get you know vacc- vaccinated or not. And the, the measles was, is easier now. It's right behind it. Right after the measles got finished, this showed up. Think about it. Okay. Um, Purim. So, Purim is very nister. Our, so our question, our opening question tonight is, how do you, how do you, marvin how do you, how do you, how do you do that? What should you do? It doesn't tell you. Shukh Haleiuch, no one tells us how to be happier. What should I do? All right. So there's a few, everything's in the Torah. If you want to find something that's always in the Torah. Famous question, Haman Minatayra Where do you see Haman in the Torah? Right? We see him. We see him in, in Gilgal but Where do you see them Where do you see him in the Torah? So the more answers that where we see him when uh, when Adam ate from the tree, right? Hashem said, "Ayeka, where are you? You're hiding." I, heard, I, I, uh, I hear you in the in the garden. Said Adam, "And I'm scared. I'm not. I'm not dressed, so I'm hiding. I'm." Cover myself, and I'm hiding. Who told you that you're not dressed? Did you eat from the tree that I told you not to? Is where you find Haman in the Torah. Haman is from the tree very Kabbalistic this year today Haman is from the tree Haman is the Nachash Haman is the snake Amalek Esav right Esav it says in the Medrash was born with a birthmark on his thigh of a snake that's what it says he brings it down the Chida brings it down he was born with the birthmark of a snake Esav is Amalek Amalek is the Nachash it's all from the root of the Nachash. Haman was from Amalek. So he was born, so to come, that, that whole thing came from the tree, from the Eitz Hadas. Hamin Ha Eitz, Haman Min Minayim, Hamin Ha Eitz. Okay? So, that's Nistar. We don't know that. That's hidden. We, we, when you learn Chumash, you don't learn, Right? Okay, now. What was the Averi of the eighth? The Averi of the Eitz was that we had Everything. Everything, the whole world. Hashem said, there's two things that you can't have. You can't have this tree, and you can't have the Eitzchayim, those two trees you can't have. So we wanted something. Even though Hashem gave us everything, the one thing He didn't give us, that's what we wanted. We ate from the tree. That was our Aveira. Who? Who fooled us? Who tricked Chava? the snake I'm going to, it's, it's going to flip you out This what I'm going to tell you Chava said you're not allowed to touch the tree even though that wasn't true Mordechai added that because he didn't want it to get next to the tree but Hashem never said you can't touch the tree Hashem said you can't eat the tree so the Nachos pushed her into the tree oh I'm going to die I'm going to die I didn't die he said the Nachos said you see the whole thing is not true I pushed you You t- push into the tree. You touched the tree. You told me if you touch the tree, you're going to die. You didn't die. She said, you know what? So then everything else that you're not going to eat from the tree is also not true. So she ate from the tree. That's how we fooled her. Girls, how did Haman die? Anyone here know the story? Haman was, ben- Akashverosh went out. Okay, number one. Why did Haman die on a tree? Because he had to die by the place that the Nachash Hamin Ha'ets Hamin Ha'ets from the tree. So Haman Mida Kinegem Mida. Where did you fool Chava? Where did you fool the human being by the tree? So you're going to die by the tree by what you did. You're going to die by the tree. And how are you going to die by the tree? You're going to die. Everything Hashem does Mida Kinegem Mida. You're going to die by the tree the way that you made Chava. How did he make Chava do that very? He pushed Chava into the tree. How did Haman die? He was bending over to, Chave, to, to, to Esther. He was saying, I'm sorry, I didn't know that you were Jewish. A malach came and pushed him onto Esther. When, when Achishvash walked into the room, he saw Haman laying on, on Esther. He said, you're, 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 what are you doing to my wife? And the minute that came out of his mouth, that he said, you're accosting my wife in the, in the palace, Haman chafu, and Haman's face changed because he knew he's dead. You can't, you can't molest the queen, and live. But he wasn't jumping on the on, on Esther. He didn't want to do anything to Esther. The Malach said, "You pushed Chava into the tree, and that's how she ate from the tree and caused death to the world. You're going to die from the same thing. I'm going to push you the same way you pushed her, Mina." Can I get me exactly the same way? What? Well, I'm not, that's not tonight's share. But that, I'm saying, you're right, we learned that a long time ago, but that, we're not getting into that whole part right now, right? That okay. we're just getting into. Now! What was the tree? Anyone know? The Gemara says, was it wheat? Was it, was it an estric tree? But well, most of the, of the, most of the midrashim and everything was that the tree was a grapevine. In fact, when she brought him the fruit, she didn't bring him the fruit. She made she squeezed the grapes and gave him to drink from the tree. Okay. What was the Mishta that Esther made to to kill Haman? Where she said at this Mishta Hamma tried to Haman tried to kill my whole nation. It was called the Mishta Yayin. You didn't bring him to a regular meal, uh, 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 a barbecue with steaks and, and fries and, uh, and food. It was a, a party of wine. You destroyed me, Chava, by the wine, by the Etzadas. I'm going to take you down by the same thing you, where you took me down. I'm going to make a party of Yayin. And the Yayin that you used to kill me, to kill the human being, to bring me to the world... I'm going to use against you. So the whole thing was mida kinege mida, but it goes much deeper. What was his avera? What was the core of 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 the Aveira of the nachash? The core was that we had everything, and he he got us to want the one thing that we didn't we couldn't have, and the, because the one thing we couldn't have, we took, brought death to us. Hamon. Had everything. He was the most powerful man in the world. Because Ahasuerus had 127 countries, and Haman was actually more powerful than Ahasuerus, and wanted the kingdom. So he had the whole world, and there's one Jew. There's one Jew that wouldn't bow down to him. So he had everything, and Mordechai wouldn't bow down to him. He comes home, and he tells his wife and and his kids and everyone. There's one Jew that doesn't bow down. What do they say? Kill him, get, get rid of him, get rid of the whole nation. Le- he would have left Mordechai alone. He would have won. He would have been the most powerful man in the world. But that was the one guy he couldn't get to bow down to him. Haman menah Torah. Where's Haman in the Torah? Hamanah ate. He ate from the trees. I told you that was the only thing you couldn't have. Haman couldn't have Mordechai. was the only thing he couldn't have. Now, why didn't he have a power over Mordechai? So there were four things. We have, as human beings, we have we have five senses. There were four senses that we used to do the avera by the tree. She saw the tree, so she used her sense of of seeing. But She touched the fruit. So she touched the fruit. But she ate it. So she looked at it, One sense. She touched it, two cents. She ate it. She tasted it. Three cents. Uh, what else are there? What are the five senses? She did not smell it. What's the fifth sense? Oh, and she listened. To the nachash, so she used four out of her five senses. The fifth sense of smelling, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. For some reason, she didn't smell this fruit. Usually, before you eat something, you smell it. She did not smell this fruit. So the only thing that wasn't pagum, that the satan didn't make tamei in her, was her sense of smell. And that is why, by the way, Matzah we smell the sumim. Because on Shabbos, your neshama, your your extra soul leaves you, so there's a void, and we have to fill that void, and the only thing that we could put that we could fill that void is something very spiritual that was never Pagan, that never became Tame, and that's a sense of smell. And that's why you smell with Matzah Shabbos. What was Esther's name? Esther's name was Hadassah. Hadassah is a myrtle. If you take it's 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 a besamim. If you take a hadassah and you squeeze it, and you smell it, it smells. Hadassah Esther with her name, Zuhadassah, but her other name was Hadassah, which is sense of smell. Mordechai, Mordechai was one of the one of the spices used in the ketores. Was called mor udror. Mordechai, the uncle calls it, Mordechai stands for mor udror. Mor udror. Mor is balsam, I believe. I think that's what mor is. It's a smell of frankincense. I'm, uh, Levine is frankincense. Mor udvor. It's, it's, it's a spice. So Esther's, Esther's source was hadassah, a spice. Mordechai's source was more udrar, of spice. So the only two that could destroy Haman, who was the satan, who was mitame the four sense the four out of the five senses, were two people whose source and name is Bishamem. And it's interesting. This is my own thing. That the whole miracle of Purim is Nister. Is hidden, and smell is hidden. You don't when you walk into a room that has a smell, you don't see it. You're not you, when you're walking, you don't see it. You smell it. So the, the whole the whole sense of smell is something you don't see. Your hand touches, your eye see, you hear ears. Your, your ear hears a sound. But here you walk into a room. There's no sound. There's no scene. There's no sight. There's no. You can't touch it. Right. It's just something that's there and has a smell. Monochayim and Esther, the whole miracle, which this is going to be our answer tonight, the whole miracle that, that we have is Nister. It's hidden. Esther mena Where do you know Esther from the Torah? Haster, Astar, Sponai. Her sources that Hashem was hidden. Esther's usually a person, anyone in this room has the name Esther? Show, raise your hand. So Esther's nature, because their name is Esther, is usually not to talk about their stuff. They talk about a lot of stuff, but they don't talk about their real stuff. Because they're hidden. Their nature from the name Esther is, I don't reveal my emotional side that much. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Esther, is that true? It's true. What? It's true, true, right? Yeah, most Esthers don't. Don't you, they'll talk, they'll be, have friends, but when it, they'll listen, and they're very good listeners, they'll listen to all your problems, but they won't tell you the real stuff. I, I find that to be very, uh, when I meet most Esther's, I'm like, that's usually their personality. But anyway, that was Esther, she didn't talk a lot. So, so, so he's at this tree, he's jealous, he's, he's, he dies by the tree, he dies by getting, by getting pushed, Mida Kanegamida, and this was, this was Haman. This was this was who he was, and and very very important. The, this whole many times we don't see this right. This whole war that went on on Purim um, was the Nachash again. Was the Nachash trying to destroy Klal Yisrael? Okay. Now we still didn't answer Rabbi Wolfstein's question, and some of the stuff you've heard before, but I put it together that we should we should we should understand it. Um, let's go to Esther Hamalka. Spoke about it today in seminary that she um, that there's something about Jewish women that makes them different than anyone else in the world. I don't think most girls realize what they have um, and that's chain. And I asked my girls today well we look. We see here that um, it doesn't make sense. If you see when Esther was preparing to go to the to the Achashverosh, there were thousands of women in this in this Shushan Habira beauty pageant from all over the world. So listen carefully. It's very important for girls. When the word of the king went out and they gathered all the girls in Shushan, Al Yad Hagai, the guy who was running the the harem for Akeshvarosh, his name was Hagai. Nice name. Um, and they took her by force. Al Yad and they gave him over. Hey guy was taking care of this beauty pageant, right? And he was the the watcher of the women. And he liked her. Hey guy liked her. But Tisa Chesed She found like Chesed Lefanov. Chesed? Okay. And he he um, put all the women. They were six months in oil, not that they dropped them in oil like salad, but they, in oils to make them beautiful, and six months in shemen hamar, I think it's balsam or rosewood, I'm whatever it is, and then six six months in perfume. So they soaked them in oil for six months, perfume, and then they put them in perfume. Uh, so the uh, shisha chadashim in okay? You can imagine these girls were all provocative. They were from all over the world. Everybody wanted to marry the king of the world, Verosh. So everybody wanted that. So they got—they didn't get dressed for a stick. They had lipstick and makeup and oils and perfume, and this was the beauty pageant. She didn't have a chance. I, I, I spoke to last year about this to a group of girls. Sometimes you you don't understand the ways of Hashem. When I was when I was in Eretz Yisrael just now, I was in Eretz Yisrael a few weeks ago. So a girl came to speak to me, and um, she she said, "I have to speak to you." I said, "Okay, it's an it's an emergency." Okay, okay. So she said, I, "I'm having a very big problem. I, I don't understand Hashem." I'm like, "What's the problem? What happened?" She said, "I'm not going to say from what town she comes, but whatever." So when, when she was 15, she had a crush on a boy in, that, in her neighborhood. And crush, for those who don't know, it's an old word. It means that she liked him very much, but he didn't give her any attention. It was like one-sided, one-sided. And he, he, she liked him very much, and she would like, dream about being married to him, and she had this crush on him. And no attention whatsoever. She was a nobody to him. He wasn't interested at all in her. And she was not Sherman gear in the years after. Now, not with him, but whatever it was, she had some boyfriends. And um, she decides she's going to to seminary, and she's doing total tshuva, and she's going to be totally shomer. It's funny, in my days, if you said shomer, the second word was shabish. Today, if you say shomer, the second word is It changed a lot. <laughs> changed a lot. But anyway, okay, so she just... And I don't know, probably someone in this room went through the same thing. She made, they made up her mind... She's going to be a good girl. She's doing tshuva. She's going to etzro. That's it. She's going to prepare for shiduchim. No boys. No talking to boys. She doesn't care if her friends talk to boys. Not meeting boys in Machina Yehuda at night in, the, in, the, in all these clubs and these places and bars and all this stuff. Finish. She's going to etzro. She's going to be kadash kidashim. Okay? She goes out one night, and this just happened, with like two or three of her friends. And who's in the restaurant? That boy. As it gets worse. <laughs> and he's in the restaurant. So first of all, she's like, Ugh. like why, why of all the time, ta- maybe he could have come an hour later, an hour earlier. I, I had different choices to go to like, why did Hashem do this to me? Like Why, why are you doing, I'm being, I want to be a good girl and you drop me in this spot. It got worse. He comes over to the table. Now here's a guy who never looked at her and says, Wow, you're an Eretz Yisrael. She goes, yeah, and if she's blushing, of course, because this was like her dream, right? <laughs> and he says to her, you know, with I don't know, like in our neighborhood, they, they, they live next to each, not far from each other. Um, I don't really know. I, I don't really know that. You know, I haven't met anyone from my neighborhood. Have you met? And he starts talking to her. Now she made up. She's not talking to boys. And now Hashem brings this guy over who she was dreaming about, and, and, and right? And he gives her his number. And she, she, she tells me the story. And she goes back to her dorm, and she's like, maybe it's Barshart. <laughs> because look how Hashem set this whole thing up, and maybe he is my Shidduch. And maybe I should date him in Israel. We should get engaged. I should, she, all kinds of. She said, "You don't even understand what's going through my mind." At the end, thought was, "But you said you're not talking to boys. He's a boy, even though you had a crush on him. He's still a boy." And she said, "Rabbi Wolfstein, why? I decided to be a good girl. Why would Hashem do this to me? The not, the guy's giving me his number. He didn't even give me a look." When I, when, when I wanted him to give me a look, and now he's giving me his number, it's a little fair, It's not fair. I need chizuk. He said, I need chizuk, Because really, I want to call him. I don't know this girl. She came to me, her friend sent her, whatever. I want to call him. I said, let me... Let me, I've never, I I don't remember being in Shemayim. I'm sure I was there with my last Gilgal, right? I'm not, I, but a little bit from learning, a little bit I know how Shemayim works. So when a girl makes a statement that I'm changing and I'm being Sheminagia, I'm not talking to boys anymore. I think there's like a big rush in Shemayim. It's like, did you hear Malki not talking to boys anymore? Wow! Sutton standing there is like, Yeah, boys. But there's one boy, no chance she won't talk to him. And the good side says, No, she did Shuva. She she's not talking to him anymore. And Sutton's like, No. It's not even a test. She doesn't know anyone in Eretz Yisrael. She doesn't really like anyone. So it's not a big deal. Don't get so don't get so so excited about Malki. She's not no big Tadeka stuff. Just throw the, throw the guy that she liked at her, watch her crumble. That's the way it works. It tests. Avram Avinu is a big tzaddik. The big tzaddik Avram Avinu brings korbanos to Hashem. Big tzaddik you told him about in Shemaim, he says, after this, Hashem nises Avram, and Hashem, Hashem tested Avram. After what did Hashem test, test Avram? After Hashem said that Avram Avinu was such a big tzaddik that Satan said, yeah, so to bring tzaddik, he brings you carbonas, ask him to bring his son as a carbon. Let's see what kind of tzaddik he is. So that's where I learned this from. So that happens. So that happens. So like, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to miss daf Yemi anymore. And then there's something, some kind of business deal with who knows what. And you're like, why does it have to be in the morning during the Daph, this deal? Why couldn't it be in the afternoon? The answer is because then you're growing there's another side that says baloney, he's not real, he's not real, test him, shake him, shake the tree and see what comes out. I said to her, this means if you're getting this test and that Shem had to set up this boy to come and give you his number, means that you made a big move in Shemayim and the Satan scared that, you, that, you're, that you're getting credit and he's going to discredit you. This is to discredit you. Now we have to see what you're made out of. Now we have to see if you're really not talking to boys. I said, it's not, it's not that Hashem is making it hard on you. It's just the opposite. So she ripped up the number. Did she memorize it? I don't know. (laughs) That's part of it. That's part of, that's part of growth. So I can't imagine. How Esther Hamalka felt. She was a Tsnuam and a When, when they went looking for girls for Achashveros, the Medra says that she hid in the basement of her house, that they shouldn't be able to find her. So here you have this Beis Yaakov girl who has no parents, who's adopted by her uncle, who is the Gadol at Mordechai. So you got this like tadekista from girl living in Monroe, I don't know where she was living, right, and downstairs in her basement and she's at Snua, and she's davening to Hashem and she I have an imagination, right as she hears that they're going looking for girls, she's got her whole Tehillimad and Perikshira and Shirim, and she's davening in the basement, Hashem, please they shouldn't knock on the door they shouldn't find me, and she's doing everything right, and they knock on the door and they come down and they break they said they took her by force and they break down the doors and they take her by force. And if you look at the psukam over here, they took every girl and they put makeup on them and oil and besum him. and she told Hey guy, not me. I don't want any perfume. I don't want any makeup. Nothing. And it says, I'm sure she didn't wear provocative, I'm sure all the other girls wore very provocative clothing and she wore a very loose dress to the floor. And she didn't put on any makeup and she didn't make herself look beautiful and she put on any lipstick and it, it, she didn't even probably look up when he looked at her. Probably her head was down. And she's like, Hashem, I don't understand why you're doing this, but for sure he's not going to pick me. Because I'm like a tzaddikistah. And I said the whole to him, And I said to her, Hashem for 40 days in a row. Like, you're going to protect me, Hashem. I'm a good girl. You have to imagine, this is marrying a goy. This is not like not marrying the hador. This is marrying... A lowlife, the lowest, the lowest guy in the world. Thousands of women he was with. Disgu- uh, ugh. No way is Hashem going to do that to you! Chas uh, v'sholem, any girl in this? Room, no way! So she goes in front of him. The medrash says she was green, whether with an olive complexion, which made her look beautiful, or with a green complexion, because Hashem didn't want anyone to say, oh, it's not a miracle what happened on Purim. He married this gorgeous girl, Who whispered in his ear, she was a model, like, don't kill the Jews. Hashem said, no, she's going to be ugly as sin. She's going to be so ugly. So no one should walk around and say that it was her beauty. So there's a machlechus in the Medrash if she was green and ugly, or she was olive and beautiful. So we don't make olive and, we don't make ugly costumes for Purim. All Esther Hamalka costumes for Purim are beautiful. We don't want the kids to, to, but there's a Medrash that says, like Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't speak. Why didn't Hashem fix his speech and he should be able to speak? Because we didn't want Paro to say, oh, he was Charlie Harari, he was he, a great speaker, and and he talked Paro out of uh, letting the Jews out of Israel. No, he couldn't speak. So don't, he for sure wasn't that why he let him. So for sure because she wasn't, so she set herself up for total failure. No oil, nothing. And I told this to the girls in in, in seminary today. What happens? When it comes to the turn of Esther Bas Avichail, right? What happened? So first, the passage says, "Anyone who saw her online, all the other girls who were Miss Americas, liked her. Usually, your competition, you hate." But as the word Chain, the word Chain. everyone who saw her. But he Esther Again, she didn't go, they took her. He loved her from all the other women, all the beautiful women of the whole world. This Jewish from girl. Who definitely had no makeup or, or or any or any perfume or any oils or nothing. Because she said, I don't want any of that. Why did he love her? The Pesach says, Chain, the Chesed, the funav, Mikol, habesulos. She found there was he saw Khain and Chesed from all the other girls. But and he put the crown on her. And he made a big mishta. So, what's going on over here? What's chayn? Anyone here in this room know what that word means? What's chayn? If we could sell chayn, I would tell you before you go on a date, get chayn, he'll marry you. Forget about how you get dressed up or your personality. You don't have to take coaching on what you should say at at, at your date. Let's get chayn. Let's have a class on chen. Did anyone ever get a class on in high school? The no. teacher ever walk in and say, okay, we're learning safer HaChayin. <laughs> v'chesed. It's not only Chayin, Chayin v'chesed. <laughs> huh? <laughs> right, very good question. <laughs> it says, <laughs> they're very connected. So you're asking a very good question. The answer that I was told is it's a different, it's a different chain. The chain that we're talking about here and that chain is a different, that chain is like, hi, like, you know, it's different. What's chain? How do you get chain? What do Achish Be'er see? What do you see in her? So that's the answer. The answer is chain comes from midos. So chain, the chesed go together. Those two words. A person who's worked out in their Bein Adam Lichavero and their Bein Adam Lamakom becomes a nice person. We talked about Pam. We talked about the Gedolim who learned Torah Lishma. There's a certain chain, there's a certain niceness. You walk into the room. And you look at their face, and you're, you know, I had a Rebbe, his name, his, he was the, the Spinker Rebbe of Herschelah. He, he was like a light bulb. You walked in, no matter what problems you had, you walked out, the problems were gone. Did he solve that you owe money? Did he solve that your kid's not well? Did he solve any problems? He didn't, what did he do? He was, he was just a person that was pure chain. You'd be like, Shalom Aleichem. Right? Masha also had that light. I saw it on right? 100%. You didn't have to say one word. That's shame. It comes from working yourself, being close to Hashem, and working yourself on your midos. So this low life, the lowest guy in the world, it, what it says about Achafers, I, I can't even repeat because it's immoral what he did, what he used to do with women. It's, it's it's disgusting. The most animalistic human being in the world, this Jewish girl walks in, no makeup, no nothing, uh, you know, and he takes one look at her, and he's like, whoa you have something that none of the other girls have and that's chaim and that every jewish girl has she just has to take all she has to peel away all the things that aren't chaim you're born with it and, and not only just school you know sometimes you see these little kids and they just they just have it on their face you just look at them you shake their hand and they just they just have it well what do you mean he's about me The kids 4 years old He's a balmiddel. If he learned mussar, he's, he's a tzaddik. He's doing chesed. It's a, it's a niceness. It's a pre. It's a it's a it's an inner light. It's an it's an inner beauty. It's an inner beauty. So they all had the outer beauty, and he was looking. And I don't know what Achshverish was looking for. The same thing happened by Sarah by Paro. When when when, 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 when the same thing happened by Rivka, Rabbi Melech. The same thing. They, what were they? They they, they have they had something about it. And, and that was and that was and Felt for it. The worst guy in the world felt for it. So that is something that you have, you just have to reveal it by stripping. There was a, I don't really want to um, talk about Michelangelo at, at a share, but it has to do with the share. So he, he, um, he once, I heard this, he once sculptured um, an, ele- an elephant. He sculptured an elephant, and, and it was amazingly real. Like, people thought it was an elephant. They, they looked at it, they said, what's an elephant doing? You know, where we was Michelangelo in Italy, I think, right? What's an elephant doing here? And he, so he gave a class on sculpturing, and his students asked him, like, how can you sculpture a, 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 an elephant like this? How'd you do this? And he said that I took a block of marble, and I chipped away everything that wasn't elephant. So when you chip away everything that's not elephant, you end up with an elephant. Why why, was, why did this person say this to me? What's a Jew? What's, a, what's the, the, the model of the perfect Jew? When you chip away everything that isn't Jewish, you're left with a Jew. So, a, pers- a girl who's born with Chain, if you chip away everything that isn't Chain, You end up with the chin. You chip away all the bad middos and all the all everything else. Then you're you're born with that. A Jewish girl has that, and you're born with that, and it's very special. And the problem is that no one realizes it. So they're running after all the outer beauties, the perfume, the makeup, the dress, all that, whatever it is, because they 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 think that's what's beautiful. But even the worst guy realized that he had ten thousand women there from every country, from everywhere. Everything, anything that you want, that he had. And he picks this Jewish girl. Why? Because he saw something he never saw before. He had a thousand people, a thousand women, or ten thousand women that had outer beauty, but he never saw inner beauty. It blew him away. So everyone in this room, you have that. Just chip away all the stuff that isn't chaim. The chesed. The chesed. I, I, I can tell you, I meet a lot of people, and there's a yeah. There are certain people you meet, and it's just like, this is a very fine. Very special person, just by, just by meeting them, and, and it, they just have a certain chain in them. Because they get rid of all the bad midos, and the anger, and the temper, and the girl drama, and, and the, you know, stabbing in the back, and the jealousy, and the, uh, jealousy comes, the, the reason that, that women are more jealous than men is because it comes from the first Avera, and the first Avera was Chavaz Avera, which was put the DNA, the DNA of the first sin came from jealousy. Because until the until the Nachash ta- tonight, until the Nachash told Chava that God has something you don't have, he knows between good and bad. She wasn't interested in the tree. She wasn't interested in the tree. He said, "Wow, Hashem has something you don't have. He knows good from bad." So she she was she was jealous. That's when she ate for the tree. So the first Aveira, the first DNA, spiritual DNA of an Aveira came from jealousy, and it was done by a woman. So you will see. It's just—it's just a fact. Men are more big shots than women. They're more gayer than women, and women are more jealous than men. It comes from, and and you see that the DNA came right in the next generation, because she she the very she did was due to jealousy. So her two children, Havel, Cain was jealous of Havel, and he killed Havel. And Esau was jealous of Yaakov getting the bracha, and on and on and on and on and on and on. And the brothers were jealous of, y- of Yosef, and they sold Yosef, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. The first sin was based on jealousy. And jealousy is what brings you to many other sins. The basis of Lashon Hara is you're jealous. You're not going to talk Lashon Hara on Martians. No one in this room is going to talk Lashon Hara on a goat. You're not going to talk bad about a goat or a horse. Right? You're only going to talk bad about someone who you're jealous of. Someone who's Nebuchadnezzar, in a very bad situation, you're not going to talk bad about them. You're not jealous of them. It's the person that's above you and better than you has something you want. Je- so that lush and hara, which is the worst one of the worst Aveiras, is based on jealousy. That's what it's based on. So that Aveira is. That was Haman. He was jealous of bow down to him. But that Aveira is, yeah, it's it's one of the problems. And and, and if you you can't have chain if you're jealous. Because Chain voche Go together. So that's, it's for women. I mean, this is really, it's very, 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 it's a beautiful thing to see that she wasn't the most beautiful. And you know, some girls feel like I'm not the most beautiful. Um, but for all these women, she was chosen because she had this chain. So how do you get, how do you get chain? Midos. Midos, sneers it's a certain, Modesty. Modesty is very tied to Chain. She was very modest. Hey guy, who wasn't Dachesh liked her. Because she came, she said, I don't need anything. I need no makeup. I don't need no oils. I'm going to say my tehillim. Hashem's not going to choose me. And, and this is the answer. I'm getting to the answer. It's late. I'm getting to the answer of my question. Only a little piece of it. I have a lot more to talk about. Mitch we will talk next week about this. This is just a little, a little snippet of the answer to my question. So, how did she feel when he picked her? How did she feel when he picked her? Terrible. Terrible. Like, she probably went home and said, "Maybe I didn't have Vera well when I was a kid, and I looked at something I shouldn't have." Because women beat themselves up all the time. It's always their fault. It's always their fault, no matter what. My kids off to Derek because it's my fault. You're the best mother in the world, but it's my fault. And Jewish women beat themselves. Women beat themselves up. They always beat themselves up, it's their fault. On top of that, Jewish women, they beat themselves up again. So she probably went home, she probably said, if I was at Tzadikistan, and I did what I was supposed to, this would have never happened to me. She She has to live with a guy. Not a joke. So she probably beat herself up. But later on, what does Mordechai say to her? Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Later on, when he tells her that we're in big trouble, Interesting word. do Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat your, your neshama up. You're, you're, you're wondering, I'm such a tzaddik, I, I did everything I was supposed to. Look after my neshama. I'm married to a guy. Right? al why? If you're not gonna, if you're gonna pause and you're not gonna act, Hashem's still gonna save the Jews. Don't think, don't let anyone in this room think that if there was no Rabbi Wallerstein, and Rabbi Wallerstein wouldn't be Rabbi Wallerstein, that there'd be no Ornava. There would be an Ornava. And there would be a, a seminary. And there would be a high school. And there would be a ranch. Don't think there wouldn't be. Because if, if Hashem needs it to be a ranch, he will find Harish I never sit here and think that if I wasn't here, if I didn't do what I do, there'd be no ranch, there'd be no, there'd be no Arnava. There'd be Rabbi Friedman, Rabbi something else. There would be someone else. Hashem gives you a chance to, to do great things in this world. But if you don't do great things in the world, he has plenty of others. Don't think you're, that's it. Moshe Rabbeinu was a leader when he died? Did everything stop? No. Yoshua became a leader. Was Yoshua Moshe? No. But Yeshua became leader. You think Yeshua, when Yeshua died, right? When he died, you thought the world's over? Shlomo He had. So, what he was telling her, which everyone has to hear, is you should know if you're not going to step up, we're going to get saved anyway. So, you have a chance to save us. Grab it! You'll get the credit! If you don't grab the money, someone else is gonna grab the money. So grab the money. But he said in the ace he got the All this time you're crying. All this time you think Hashem like this girl. What are you doing? I mean I'm gonna be Shemini Gia, and then you send me this guy who I was dying to be with, and he's giving me his number, and I'm in Israel, and no one's gonna know, and maybe he's gonna marry me, all my dreams. So why, Hashem, are you doing this to me? Why are you teasing me? That was the word she used. Why is God teasing me? Why are you teasing me? Right? I made up. I'm not going to movies anymore. And then they made a sequel to the movie that I loved the most in my life. Why would they have to do that? I made up. I'm not going to movies anymore. Right? So he says to her, "Why are you beating yourself up?" You think you weren't sneers, or you didn't say Tehillim correctly, or you missed Kriyashma, so Hashem is punishing you? No! The reason that you're queen, even though you didn't want to be, is because for this moment, you're going to save Kla role. So until this point, it looked like Hashem left her, like this girl, and Hashem's teasing me. And while you're doing this to me, and Mordechai is telling her, no, Hashem is not teasing you. You are the best one for this job. And that is why your Tehillim didn't work. It worked. The opposite. You were saying Tehillim, you shouldn't be married to him. And Hashem said, look at this girl saying Tehillim. She's a tzaddikistah. She's the one that's going to save Klai You thought Hashem is not listening. Just the opposite. Hashem is only listening. And many times in our life we go through this. We don't understand. We don't understand. Why aren't you listening? Because we don't always get to see the, es- the end of the story with Esther. But Amuna means that, yes, uh, this, I said it to this girl, I said, yes, because you grew, because the, the, the Satan is scared he might lose you, because until you were Shamanegiyah, he had you. So he said to Hashem, yeah, she doesn't know any other boys, they're not in Israel, they're all in Lakewood, or wherever they are. They're not. They're not there. So it's not a big deal. Send her the guy she likes. I'll show you that she. That, uh, Shem's like, this is my daughter, and her tshuva is real. I said, who knows that you threw away this number? And you're never going to call him. Who knows what that's going to take for you in, your, in, in the rest of your life? Who you're going to marry? And this guy wasn't going to marry you anyway. And it was just a test. That's the answer. The answer to my first question. M'sh'nichnas Adar, Marbin Besimcha, is a state of mind. M'sh'nichnas Aruch is not going to tell you, go drink or go dance or go listen to music. Nichnas Adar is the month of Nister. A month where it looked like we're going to be destroyed. We're going to lose everything. Do you know that until Purim, the Jews never accepted God with love? We said Ishma, logical. We Hashem took a, took the mountain of Har Sinai and bent it over us and said, "If you don't take the Torah, I'm going to kill you." Until Purim, we didn't accept God's Torah, ba'ahava, with love. Next week we're going to talk about what. Where's the love here? Where do you see love here? Right? Beautiful story with roses. A whole story with a woman and roses. And I've said it before, but it's very, very important to understand why Purim is. Whatever you ask for on Purim, Hashem, Yom, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim. Which means that Purim is holier than Yom Kippur. Purim is holier than Yom Kippur. You could do more on Purim for your soul. You could you could pray on Purim and be and be listened to more than Yom Kippur because it's Yom Kippurim. When I say R C Coke is like Coke, which is the real thing. Coke. When you say Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur is like Purim. That means Purim's up here. Yom Kippur's like Purim. Not Purim's like Yom Kippur. So Purim is bigger than Yom Kippur. I'm next week if my ADD doesn't come in and I forget what I want to talk about, right? You'll remind me next week. We're going to talk about how could Purim be more. Come on, a bunch of guys throwing up, right? Drinking, you know, what? Yom Kippur, Ne'ilah, by the the Ne'ilah, fasting, you're like, you're like on the highest level. How could you compare the two? How could you tell me, well, i say what? What's on Purim? McGill, it's nice. But you make a bunch of kids making noise. Put on masks. It's like, it's like a fun day. Yom It's not a fun day. Purim's way above Yom Kipper. Way above Yom Kipper. So, Nistar, here's the focus. Here's the answer to the question. Nistar, which means hidden, Knowing that Hashem is there when miracles happen, yay. That's Pesach. Yam splitting, frogs, lice, places flying. Okay, of course you're, you're happy. It doesn't say, mishnechnas Nisan, Marben Mesimcha. Why not? Nisan is, Nisan, Nigal, Mashiach is going to come in Nisan, it says. No, because that's Nigla. Nister means, the things I don't understand. Why the boy that, I'm, that I had a crush on, and now I'm, I'm making myself, I'm not going to talk, why did he show up now? Why did he show up? The things in our lives that don't make sense. And we realize from Purim that Hashem is, Hashem's name is not mentioned at all in the Megillah. But we know that he was behind every single move. That state of mind brings happiness. Right, but it doesn't say his name. When it says Melch, without Melchak but that's a drash. That's a drasha. Hashem's name is not there. And You know why his name is not there? Because Moshe Rabbeinu, in Pashas Tetzaveh, which is when we when Purim comes out, said, "Macheni no misifricha." White me. I don't want my name in the Torah. If you're going to kill the Jews, Macheni no So Hashem said, "Surely, if a human being is willing to erase his name." From the Torah for the Jewish nation, I surely have to erase my name. So he lets his name out in the in the in Tzavah, it was right after the Egel. After the Egel, we were supposed to be wiped out. So Moshe Beno said, if you wipe them out, I'm out. Amporim was supposed to be wiped out. So Hashem said, if you wipe me out, if you wipe them out, I'm out. So it was me mida to mida. It's Beautiful. Everything Hashem does is mida and mida. The way you treat other people it's scary is exactly, they're going to judge you by your mouth. By your, the way you think. In other words, if someone, if someone, oh, that's disgusting what she did. Right? That's what you're thinking. That's disgusting what she did. She's not a good girl. Then when, when Shemayim, when you do the same thing, in Shemayim, you're going to hear yourself say, that's disgusting what she did. The problem is that she is you. Everything's like that. You are your judge on your Kippur. You write in your book. Because otherwise it's not fear. Like, you're God. You can't, you can't judge me. I'm a human being. I have Yitzhahara. You don't have a Yitzhahara. She's I'm not judging you. Hashem says, you're judging you. You're gonna judge you. You're gonna sit there and the way you judge other people, that is the way you're gonna be judged. And you can't, you can't say to Hashem, that's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? You did it! I didn't do it! You did it! You judged her like that. Everything's me that connects me though. Neither. So whoever's gonna be by the Shabbaton, we're very excited, Mr. Hashem to see you, and um, if you're not going to be with the Shabbaton, well, I'm not going to say we're, not, we're excited not to see you, um, then it's Hashem next year in Eretz in the Beis HaMikdash. Maybe this year. Tzalacha. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.